Hi, GabFest listeners. Special producer Melissa Kaplan here. This is just a preview of today's bonus episode of the Political GabFest. The full episode is available to Slate Plus members. Learn more at slate.com slash GabFest Plus. Hello and welcome to a special Slate Political GabFest the no conspiracy, no collusion, full exoneration edition. It is Sunday, March 24th. It's Sunday afternoon. And we're here because the Mueller report, or rather the bar gloss on the Mueller report, has just been released to the public and sent to Congress. So I'm joined, I'm David Plotz of Atlas Obscura, and I'm joined, of course, by Emily Bazelon of the New York Times Magazine and Yale University Law School. Hello, Emily. Hello. And by John Dickerson of CBS This Morning. Hey, John. Hi. So, Emily, uh, it is uh, just minutes or maybe an hour or so after this uh, bar letter to the public and to Congress has been released. What are quickly... Uh, is in it? What are the main headlines of what Barr has said about the Mueller report? The main headlines are um, that according to Barr, Mueller concluded that um, the Trump campaign did not assist the Russians in trying to interfere with our election. That's headline one. And headline two is that Mueller um, wrote a lot about obstruction of justice, and we don't know the details of what he wrote. He did not reach a conclusion about whether Trump should be indicted for obstruction of justice. He left that decision to Attorney General Barr, and Barr decided not to um, bring such a charge. And John, the president, of course, has already tweeted. He's called this a, uh, I don't have the words in front of me, but it's a full exoneration, a complete exoneration, something of that sort. Is this a full and complete exoneration for the president? Is it, is it, has it been revealed that this is a witch hunt and that there was no collusion? Uh, let's see. Um, well, no, no. And yes. Okay. So, um, no, it's not a witch hunt. If you look at the number of people that were interviewed, um, and the thoroughness of the Mueller, uh, investigation, um, the president called it a hoax, or is at least his campaign called it a hoax. It wasn't a hoax. Hoaxes can be, uh, you know, exposed pretty quickly. This was obviously something uh, that was um, that required thorough investigation. There was enough smoke there to go looking into it. Um, and by the way, we should all be really, really happy that while Mueller found the fact that the Russian government and Russian troll farms had an active effort to help Donald Trump get elected, that the president and his team, according to Mueller, didn't aid them in that effort. I mean, that's a good, that's, that's, that's something about which people should be happy. Now, we do know that they were anxious to try to help them because we know that um, Don Jr. got an email saying, we have dirt from the Russian government. Would you like dirt about Hillary Clinton from the Russian government? Would you like to get it? And he said yes and held a meeting in Trump Tower about it. So we know they were collusion curious what Mueller has told us is that there was no actual collusion with those two efforts that he identified. Uh, obstruction of justice, of course, is left open. The, the actual text of Mueller, we don't have much of it, but one of the things that we do have that's actual text of the Mueller report, not an interpretation by Barr of the report, is on obstruction. It says, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. And that is basically based on 
uh, looking uh, according to the, the bar letter um, for each of the relevant actions investigated, the report sets out evidence on both sides of the question and leaves unresolved what the special counsel views as difficult issues of law and fact concerning whether the president's actions and intent could be viewed as obstruction. The AG decided in favor of not going uh, after the president, but that doesn't mean he's exonerated by the letter, by the actual language of the Mueller report. So now it goes to Congress, where lots of people would argue this should be is the right place for this. The founders set up a system for adjudicating these kinds of things, and it'll be you know incredibly messy as Congress calls Barr and Mueller and all kinds of other people to come and testify. So, Emily, because you're you're the lawyer on the call, just clarify. Barr talks about how Mueller uh, has uh, he's not going to indict the president for obstruction, but nor is he exonerating the president about obstruction, and Barr's explanation about what this means is, for me as a layperson, confusing. Can you try to clarify what it means? He seems to be saying that because there is not an underlying crime of collusion or of conspiracy, that therefore there isn't, it's, obstruction is impossible. Is that is that the gist of it? Kind of. Yeah, it's close. So, um, there's a quote in Barr's letter from Mueller, and the quote is that the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in an underlying crime related to Russian election interference. So Barr then says, okay, so if you don't have evidence of an underlying crime, that's not determinative of whether you can bring an obstruction claim. You still could. But Barr says the absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction. Um, And then he goes on to say, like, generally speaking, um, it's going to be harder to prove all the elements of obstruction without this underlying crime. And those elements are that you acted with corrupt intent, you engaged in conduct that constituted obstruction. So it's, I think the word and is really important there, this notion that you have to have both of these elements. And, you know, Barr's conclusion here is not a necessary conclusion, and he himself says that. You can have an obstruction charge without evidence that the person who you're indicting for obstruction deliberately participated in the underlying crime, but Barr's conclusion is that that would make it harder to prove. And, you know, we're also still in the realm of indicting the president, which is something the Justice Department has not given itself the authority to do in the past. Now, Barr says he's not relying on that as his reasoning here. So in other words, he's trying to make a legal argument against indicting Trump for obstruction that would apply even if Trump were not the president. But it's hard for me to get that out of my head in light of all the ambiguity here. And again, you know, without knowing what Mueller wrote about the facts of this obstruction case that he decided not to go one way or the other on. It's just really hard to judge the merits of Barr's decision here. So, John, I presume that we are going to get to see the whole Mueller report eventually, maybe not immediately, but eventually. Do you think that that uh, what Barr has done today has taken the wind out of interest in that? Is Barr's kind of headline conclusion and and the fact that the president is not going to be indicted, Don Jr. is not going to be indicted, Jared Kushner is not going to be indicted, uh, signal that this is this is going to lose uh, valence for a lot of people, and therefore, if the Mueller full Mueller report does come out, it will be uh, it will be more to a whimper than a bang. 
more things are coming out this week. And we know that from reporting, which is that the Justice Department is, and a small group of Barr and some of the, and Rosenstein and probably others are um, are are looking at the material and seeing what they can release. So so I'm trying to think through the sorting here of how this goes. Um, lots of the grand, grand jury material will probably not be released. You obviously had some portion of people uh, who always thought the president, you know, that this was a hoax. And you have some portion of people who think he's, you know, completely um, uh, guilty of all things. So the people you're, I think you're asking about are those people who, uh, you know, have some preliminary judgments and are of relatively open mind about what the truth of this may be. It's probably a pretty small group. Um, the fact that there was no collusion um, and the fact that this has been going on for two years will make, I think, politically the next stage, the, the burden will have will be on the president's pursuers to say, fo- focus on what the, you know, keep the eye on the ball here, which is that um, the Mueller report doesn't exonerate or say the president is guilty. And there are just more questions to be um, sorted through when we see what the actual material is in the report. So, you know, I think we don't know the answer to your question for like right. a long, you know, many more weeks now. Emily, one of the things that I think is going to turn out to have been a masterstroke by the president's attorneys is they successfully prevented him from speaking to prosecutors, to Mueller's team, that there was yes. no, no point at which the president sat down with someone from Mueller's team and had to answer the kind of questions that, that you or I would in a, in a deposition or a criminal interrogation. Um, and they simply provided written responses to a bunch of questions isn't as as uh, I think the argument for why he didn't shouldn't have had to do it was it would be a distraction. But Mueller's team never pressed him on it apparently and never demanded it. Is that going to um, are we going to regret that as citizens not to have had to hear from the president telling exactly why he did what he did and having to answer questions under oath about why he did what he did? I think in the short term, yes, we are going to regret that because we don't have Trump's explanation under oath. And there is a way in which that plus the plus, you know, Mueller's refusal to say that there wasn't obstruction like that's going to leave a lot of people who are suspicious of Trump unsatisfied. In the longer term, um, we are left with a pretty good Supreme Court precedent in the Watergate case about the president being required to turn over materials that are subpoenaed by a special prosecutor. Hey, GapFest listeners, we want you to hear this whole episode, which Slate Plus members get to do. So please subscribe to Slate Plus by going to slate.com slash GapFest Plus to hear the whole special episode today.